There's power when you develop an audience, but it, I think the only real power is when you have you know, passion combined with eloquence. And right. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 156 of the Unscripted Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Staff Sergeant of Summer, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I'm doing well, man. I, I have started to get outside and finally enjoy some of the warmer weather. You know I like that, and so that always brings me joy. How about you, man? I'm doing great, hence why you're called the Staff Sergeant of Summer. <laughs> this podcast will drop on the first day of summer, right before, the, uh, technically I think it's the longest day of the year. Nice. So I know you like that, but you know what else I like, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be the good strongs over at Common Skew. That's right. You know, they've created shops as an answer for distributors who struggle with those clunky, complicated, and ugly stores that often require the services of an IT partner to create. Mm-hmm. Very painful. Very painful. They're called Common Skew Shops. And like I said, it's an easy way for Common Skew users to build a quick ordering solution for their clients. No complicated inventory, no complicated purchasing methods. Common Skew Shops are a frictionless experience that completely eliminates the communication hassles, complicated ordering, and multiple data entries. And if you want to learn more, and by golly, why wouldn't you want to? Go ahead and visit commonskew.com slash shops. You won't be sorry you did, and I know you've uh, t- kind of kicked kick the, kick the tires on that a little bit. Absolutely, and I love it. One of the things I really like about it is and they are not lying. They're super easy to set up, and you can set it up because of the way they have it structured. Um, you can set it up, and there's no cost of setup, right? Mm-hmm. You, the, the way they make their money is on the, the revenue, and so it's. Uh, I think it's a really cool model. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I said, if you want to learn more, visit commonskew.com slash shops. You won't be sorry we you did. Now, before we get on with the podcast, I always like to remind everybody the podcast is available on Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search Promo Corner and hit that handy subscribe button. Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a sunshine level today? <laughs> I, will, I will try and keep it bright and shiny today, for sure. Awesome. Do you want to start us off or you want me to? I'm good either way. I'm ready to go if you want. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll start this time. I've got some kind of off the wall topics okay. today, but I um, so you know you and I are um, pretty heavy content creators in our industry, both through vlogs and videos, and obviously this podcast. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, you may or may not have seen. I started sort of a new video series called Start and Stop. I have seen Start and Stop. And what's inter- it's it's interesting. I think every time that you start a new uh, content piece is after a few, you get that voice in your head. And so I, I'm going to run through a hypo- hypothetical voice that's running in my head is that okay. I've done a few of these. The engagement's been okay. The views haven't been terrible, but not mm-hmm. great either. Yep. And so inevitably I'm asking myself, well, do I keep going? Mm-hmm. And what advice would Bill Petrie give me? 
Well, that's a good question, and I'm going to be honest, right? This mm-hmm. is uh, unscripted, and, yep. and so I I go back to I wonder if you're creating too much content, and I wonder if maybe there just might be because I worry about it on my end too mm-hmm. that I've created so much content that there might be Bill Petrie fatigue. Mm. Um, not to speak of myself in the third person, <laughs> which I just did, but I think it's trying to you know it it, it doesn't become a qual quantity over a quality thing. I like. Um, uh, start and stop. I actually like it quite a bit, and I think it's a great idea. But I wonder if maybe having someone on your team do that, mm. as opposed to you, might make a little bit of a viewing difference. Again, I don't know. You know, you and I often talk about in terms of creating content. I have no idea what's going to make something right. uh, go viral or hit the mark, or what doesn't. As you and I have spoken about, I'll write a blog and kind of roll away, going, "Well, man, that is going to light the industry on fire," and it's <laughs> met with a collective yawn. Right. And there's been things I'm like, "This is the most derivative piece of crap I've ever written," and all of a sudden it's being shared all over the place. So I certainly don't know the formula, and I don't think you do either, because I don't think there is a formula. Right. So I. I, the only thing I can always is think of is, is there maybe in the mind of the viewer or the reader too much Kirby? I don't think so, but I think it's worth asking. Yeah. People who are uh, tired of my face. Uh, no, no. I, don't, I don't think that. It's just, again, I, look, I like hamburgers. I don't, want, <laughs> I don't want one every day. Yeah. And and I think that's just the question. And I'm, Again, I'm not sure that's the right answer, but I always look when, when a question is posed like this, I look for the common denominator. Right. And you're the common denominator. So I would start with you. You're a person of interest, Kirby, yeah. in this crime. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Do you feel – let me ask you this. Do you feel it's not being engaged enough? I mean, you've only done three episodes, and, right. and this violates your rule, even discussing this before the fifth episode drops. Yeah, no. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not going to stop yet. Good. Um, but what I would say – actually, what I've, I actually was talking to the team about it. It's been interesting in the sense that the views haven't been super high, but the mm-hmm. engagement is actually higher than some other. Like I right. get more comments and, and about this piece of content than I do others. I, I think what I, whenever I get that voice, I think sort of to this podcast and to mm-hmm. the Delivering Marketing Joy, when people ask me why this podcast works, obviously we have a great relationship and obviously both enjoy doing it. But I think one of the reasons it's worked is because we just kept going. Um, Absolutely. And so I think that because it creates, not only does it create more synergy and the, the ability to hopefully be better as a, a broadcaster, but you get better together and you allow the audience to sort of simmer on it. And so, um, you know, I really do believe that this podcast got better because we just kept showing up. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, just so you know, Kirby, I've had the same concerns you have about certain things. Last year, I started a podcast called The Closet of Shame. I loved the idea. I liked the name of it. Right. And it just, we did, I think we ended up doing almost 20 episodes. Mm -hmm. And it just... It just didn't feel right. It just the engagement wasn't there uh, right. that I wanted. Um, the the listens weren't there. They were strong, but not where I wanted them. And so I kind of had the same kind of conversation with myself: Is it just too much me? Right. Um, which is why, for example, on the Industry Insider podcast, my goal is really on that podcast is to really be kind of the master of ceremonies and let Jeff Franklin and Meg Erber and Steve McFadden kind of shine. It's really their podcast. I'm just the conduit. Right. Um, and I and we're getting better engagement on that, I think, because of that. I, I felt like I had to change my own broadcast voice, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. dial it back, 
you know, kind of back off the wisecracks and really just listen more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helped. So I, I just so you know, I've gone through the same thing. Right. You know, and again, the first thing I asked was, what's the common denominator here? Not everything I touch turns to gold. Right. No, I agree. So, I, it was it, this was one good? of those pieces that I just felt like was I, that we talk to people and and they are asking us how to get started on content. And I just yeah. I think it's important that we all kind of recognize that we all have that voice and that we, you know, that sometimes, sometimes it is time to ditch it, but most of the time I think it's keep, keep showing up. So that's just, that's good. Look, I I agree with you. You know, I I tell my kids all the time, 80% of life is showing up. Right. So couldn't agree more. All right, Kirby, I would like to go to the promotional products professionals page on Facebook (laughs) for this. Um, Exciting. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you saw this post. It was a pretty, uh, pretty uh, aggressive post. I'm not going to say who said it, um, although people can find out. And anyway, so it's it's a distributor complaining about uh, suppliers, and here's what it says verbatim: Why is a distributor? Do I have to keep babysitting suppliers <laughs> to do their jobs? I, I did see. That. I just to, saw the post. But yeah. yeah, having to follow up order acknowledgments, prepayments. Yes, I'm having to fight with suppliers to take my money. And proofs makes more of my takes up more of my day than selling lately. Topping it all off are the rude CSRs who don't care. In the course of the last thirty days, I've had to keep uh, keep an eye on one third of my orders, like an ex-wife looking for her alimony check. <laughs> um, funny line, not gonna lie. But um, but then the responses, as you can scroll through there, range from very supportive to super dismissive and everything in between. This post bothered me a lot. Okay. Um, I thought, it, you know, look, we all want to vent sometimes. And, and as we've talked about before, social media provides an avenue where people can just, you know, vent their spleen and, and let everybody know what they think. But to paint with such broad strokes and just, say, suppliers and to say, you know, my immediate thought was, well, poster of this of this. Uh, little post post here yeah thank you (laughs) poster of this post have you ever had a bad day you know you don't know what that cr csr just went through maybe her parents are in the hospital or maybe you know her dog passed away or maybe it's just a tough day to to paint with such broad strokes i think it just i don't know what it accomplishes right and it drives me absolutely nuts because then what it does that type of post all it does is polarize people so you got half the people saying hey man you're, I don't know what supplier you're talking about, but I love my suppliers. And why are you working with crappy suppliers and blah, blah, blah. And then you have people on the other side saying, oh, yeah, man, industry's going to hell in a handbasket. Industry sucks now. Industry's the worst industry in the history of ever. And I guess my question to you is, as a distributor, you, you've had days where I'm sure it seems like nothing is going right. Yep. And no matter who you call, it's disappointment after disappointment after missed deadline after sure. crappy attitude. Sure. How do you approach it? Um, you know, I, I am 
anti-posting, venting things on social media. Well, me, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, if you said you were for it, I, I'd end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I vent? I probably do, but it's generally internally. I, I do find that, and it's just, I think this is true of many things, is like when things start to go sideways, I'm always like, what's going on? Is there a full moon? Right. Because those thing, these things do tend to sandwich upon themselves. They do. I, my, my take, and, and I think you were sitting in the session when I last said this, is like, you know, complaining or venting is a little bit like vomiting. It makes yeah. you feel better, but everybody else sick. Absolutely. I, I, if, if a post starts with, I need to vent or, uh, you know, something like that, man, I scroll on by because I don't want to hear your shit. Like I am yeah. uninterested in that. I think it accomplishes nothing. And I mean nothing yeah. other than to kind of exacerbate the challenges we have in the industry. The idea uh, now, now on the other side, if I, if I may, it pisses me off when suppliers b- paint with a broad brush about distributors. Like, yeah. and, and I've heard that quite a bit in the last couple of years. That's become a little bit of a pet peeve to me because so, – so I guess either side of this, it annoys me because, as you said, you've never had a bad day. And, you know, the reality of it is none of us are perfect. Well, and here's the thing, too, and I agree with you. I don't like when anybody paints with a broad stroke on, on social media or anywhere. It's just, it's, it, but when I look at a post like this, whether it came from a distributor vending about suppliers or supplier vending mm-hmm. about distributors, it doesn't matter. It's just so damn divisive, and you have such a very fragile relationship in our supply chain as it is. Mm. Um, You've got suppliers always wondering if distributors are going direct, and sometimes they are. You have distributors always wondering, are the suppliers going straight to my, are they circumventing me and going straight to my client? Are they selling direct? So you've got all these things it, it's just this is it doesn't accomplish anything right, right. you know here, here's the thing you know to to the person who posted this i would say don't use that supplier anymore if you can they say right. hey you know what make it make a mental note lesson learned and i don't think i would use that supplier again because they disappointed me so greatly you don't have to share that you know there's a whole <laughs> you can actually do things and decide things without sharing on social media hey you know what kirby i worked out this morning and i actually didn't share it on social media i didn't i had no idea i could actually work out and not share on social media <laughs> i didn't realize that either and yeah, it, you know so. it's it, it is a it is a challenging thing that we all are li- kind of live through but i i'm just not a fan of of the now, by the way, outside of our industry, I can't stand that either. No, like, it, it, you, yeah, you know what I mean? Not, like, this is not industry-specific. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, like, literally, my, I go through spells where I will completely um, start either hiding people or whatever yeah. for 30 days or whatever just based on, oh, my God, all they do is complain. I'm out. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So I'm with you. Now, and to the person who posted this, I hope you have better days. I hope this just is a small slice in your promotional products pie. Yep. Yeah. All right, Kirk, you got another topic? I do. Um, this one's kind of off the wall. Um, so I don't know if you saw this, but John Stewart, uh, mm-hmm. former host of The Daily Show, mm-hmm. uh, went to Congress mm-hmm. uh, recently. Did you, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about? I, uh, you, the video where he took uh, basically absent senators and Congress, I think it was congressmen, yep. to task for not attending the 9-11 fund hearing. Yeah. So... I, I did take the time to watch the the entirety of that video. Mm-hmm. Um, I, John Stewart seems like a very smart guy, mm-hmm. and I I thought it was interesting because that is a topic that clearly he is passionate about. Right. 
And, you know, it's not something that I had heard about, mm-hmm. um, quite honestly. I, you, know, I, you know I don't spend a lot of time watching the 11 o'clock news, but right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that wasn't spent. There wasn't a lot of time spent on that issue. Right. And it was everywhere. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he was on The Daily Show and he was on some of the late shows and like talking about this very issue. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting kind of display of the power of an audience mm-hmm. because Jon Stewart spent a great deal of time developing a kind of a loyal following. And mm-hmm. he had the ability to make a new story out of something, even though it wasn't covered by the media. Right. And I, I thought that was those are little moments where I go, oh, see, that's what happens when you, like, in today's media. Mm-hmm. Like, that just wasn't an option to happen 20 years ago. No, it wasn't. You, you know what I'm saying? And so um, it's one of those places where when those things happen, yeah, it, w- taking, you know, politics sort of out of it, it's just like, that's the reason that people try to develop an audience is because they can have influence one way or another. And so it was an, again, this can be a super quick thing, but I was just curious to see your take on it and, and what, uh, I guess if you agree that there is, there's power in, in gaining that audience and hopefully being able to use it for good. Yes and no. So I believe there's power in it when you are like a Jon Stewart. And it's what, when I saw the video, it was the power of eloquence and yeah. passion combined. Yes. He's, like you said, he, he is smarter than your average bear. He is extraordinarily well-spoken. And the absolute ferocity in which he spoke and took, and, and rightly so, right. uh, congressmen to task for not showing up when, you know, you're talking about first responders uh, on the scene at Ground Zero who are dying yeah. because of the asbestos that was put into the air and they're developing lung cancer and all other sorts of cancers. And so for, for them not even to show up to a hearing when you had people who are dying travel hundreds of miles right. um, is is a shame. Yeah. And, and, it, and so, I, I, yes, there's power when you develop an audience, but it, I think the only real power is when you have, you know, passion combined with eloquence. And right. I've I've always been kind of a John Stewart fan, so I I think uh, you know regardless of whether he leans left or right is is irrelevant there. I've just always thought he was pretty funny and, and very sharp. I like a razor sharp wit, which he has. Um, but I thought what a what a wonderful display of a citizen, yes, who uh, cares about an issue, and you know went into that hearing room and saw all those empty chairs and and he uh i i thought what he did was was fabulous yeah well it's it's one of the reasons you know you and i have talked about lazy opinions in the past right mm-hmm. like you, we've we spent some time on that and that's that's one of the reasons when i ever i hear anybody say well um, movie stars should keep their opinions to themselves about politics right i'm always like why yeah like because we don't want John Stewart, we don't want. And by the way, they pay taxes and they're a citizen. Like, yeah. and they pay more taxes. Pay max. It's me. exactly what I was going to say. And so, I, I, to me, I'm like, no, I, my life needs more of that. And so, absolutely. Anyway. All right, a real quick one here, real real quick, and then let's launch into the promo person of the week. So, I don't know if you saw this. Um, I know you're a fan of Miller Lite, correct? I am. I do like that beer. Okay. 
Um, I don't know if you've seen that they have introduced a light beer can that doubles as a video game controller. No, I have not seen this. It is called the Can-Troller. <laughs> I'm not joking. It does, it does actually contain 12 ounces of beer. It is not for sale. So they're actually rolling it out at the Electronic Entertainment Expo, also known as E3 in Los Angeles. Wow. And you can win it by beating Andre in the classic Street Fighter game. I don't know if you remember that. Okay. So it's a big tie-in they're doing with eSports. We talked about eSports maybe right. 10 or 15 episodes ago. And how there's there's such an opportunity there and what a what a cool promotional product so each can troller features <laughs> flexible circuit board uh, technology bluetooth connectivity and rechargeable batteries and it can be refrigerated kirby <laughs> and it can also be used as a controller after the beer has been consumed wow and so here was their quote on it with 40 with some 40 percent of gamers already drinking beer while they play we're taking it to the next level by offering them a fun way to enjoy Miller Lite when they play their favorite games, said Justine Stauffer, a senior marketing manager for Miller Lite, in a company statement. Miller Lite is a fan of gaming of all kinds, and the launch of the Can-Troller is another way we're connecting with the gaming community. I think this is about the most genius damned thing I've ever seen from a promotional perspective, where, yeah. where basically you have figured out the packaging that people will keep and it made me think of Origadio and when I first saw the the wonderful juice box juice box yeah. um, and the packaging on that was so on point they had a straw they had nutrition facts and it was exactly the size of a juice box and I thought I want to bring this up with Kirby if he wasn't aware of it and number two kind of you know I think as an industry would you agree we need to start thinking and I hate thinking outside the box or coloring outside the lines but we need to start really looking at how can we marry two things that mm-hmm. really don't belong together and I actually thought of the analogy of cooking you know you have someone who cooks um, a barbecue but they use, do use Indian spices or mm-hmm. things like that so I think we need to do more of that would you agree I 100% agree I think we have had the conversation about what makes you know an agency model yep. for a promotional product. dude this is what this is what agencies do yep. and so if we aren't doing this then we're not an agency model it's just a right. thing to say right like so um, yep. actually the thing I that popped into my head is the idea that Red Bull or Mountain Dew didn't didn't get to this first is yep. a miss because Absolutely. I guess it's again I don't I'm not a big video game guy but to me I'd be like okay um, people might have beers I'm thinking Red Bull if they're going to be playing right. video games all night but uh, yeah Miller Lite I think is very progressive they are um, they they try different things with packaging yep. um, it was a couple years ago where they actually had a um, a bottle opener mm-hmm. um, that was taped to like the twelve packs or whatever. Yeah, it was it was a keychain bottle opener, but it actually not only would open it, but it was a can. It would cut a hole in the can yep. so that the beer would flow out yep. faster and smoother. <laughs> and I'm like, each one of these, I'm like, that's fun. That is that's super creative. Yeah, yeah. I and, love and, it. and you touched on being an agency model, and I've always believed if you want to be an agency, you have to see the things that are unseen, and you have to hear the things that haven't been spoken. Right. And that's what you do, um, and that's what certainly whoever came up with the concept for Miller Lite did. But hey, Kirby, we're time for the promo person of the week whoop, as whoop. we talk about that's dedicated to highlight the one person in the promotional products industry who's really grabbing our attention and making us take notice. And so it is my week to pick Kirby, and I have made my choice. <laughs> I love it. 
It is Jay Buscelli. Oh, Jay nice. Buscelli. I like that one. That's and I'll tell one. you why. And for those of you who don't know, don't know Jay, Jay is the one person I I know who's figured out Twitter yeah, and made sure. it work. So he has started about two and a half years ago, maybe closer to three, something called Promo Chat. I know you participate occasionally. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty regular participant yep. in that. But it, uh, it started off very small, getting a group of promotional products professionals together using hashtags, the hashtag of promo chat, and posing some questions. What's going on? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And it started off with a small community of about four or five, and, and then he uh, moved it over to Promo Kitchen. He's now a Promo Kitchen chef. And I'd say regularly he gets somewhere between 60 and, and 90 uh, weekly participants, you know, just wow. based on the week and travel schedules. It's pretty incredible. And that's not just people who are – those are lurkers. Not everybody right. posts, but – you know, there's some really good knowledge there, and you get, you know, thoughts from Bobby Lehu, you get thoughts from, uh, you know, a lot of different folks uh, on that. Uh, Roger Burnett, I was on there quite a bit, Danny Rosen, myself, you. I mean, there's some really cool stuff being shared there in a very fun way. And so, you know, Jay is definitely my promo personal week for figuring that out and making it something that actually has meaning. I love that one. Jay's a, Jay's a great one, and he's he's been a leader in that space, and he's yep. just an original thinker, which I love, and obviously a, a big fan of tacos, too. Yeah, so. he loves <laughs> – there's nothing more – Jay loves two things, Foo Fighters and tacos. I love it. I love it. That's you a good one, man. But you know what else he should love, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, Kirby, I'm so glad you asked. That'd be the good goods at Gold Star. Nice. You know, they're known in our industry, very well known, in fact, as being a fun, fantastic company that produces quality writing in. Instruments. In fact, I think it'd be easy for us to say that they're the clear leader in that category. But, you know, a lot of companies like to say they're the leader because it can be it becomes an unidentifiable marketing term. Right. 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 You know, I'm the leader in this category. What does that even mean? Well, you know what? Let me explain what it means, especially when it comes to Gold Star. And I'm just going to pick a couple here. Choice. They have over 300 different writing instruments, so there truly is something for every client and every budget. That's definitely something a market leader does. Right. They have the um, they have speed. Their their capacity to produce pens leads to the quickest turnaround times, and Gold Star offers the fastest standard services in the industry. Full color wrap and bestsellers at 24 hours and 72 hour production on just about anything else. And and another reason they're a leader, Kirby, the quality. I happen to use Gold Star pens all the time and I can personally tell you, and I, I don't say this because they're asking me to, I say it because it's true. The smoothest writing instruments I've ever used. I don't care if I've had a Mont Blanc and I've had a Mont Blanc and a Mont Blanc, both wrote very well. But I'm telling you, the Gold Star Eversmooth Ink is the best ink in the industry. Love it. Yeah, and, and I agree. And, and they're so easy to work with, too. I mean, you talk about a frictionless yep. transaction, uh, no setups. I think there's no, no shipping on, on writing instruments. I mean, it just makes it easy. They're the clear leaders in simplicity, that's for sure. So if you want to learn more and get some great ideas on how pens can be more than just a promotional writing instrument, sign up for your free brand story toolkit by visiting them at goldstarpens.com slash toolkit. You won't be sorry you did. All right, Kirby, do you have a theme for fill in the blank this week? I do, and you get to choose. Oh, I get to choose the theme. So is is the is it going to be Texas or Tennessee? Either Texas or Tennessee. Hmm. Texas. Okay, I love it. Okay, ready? Yes, I'm ready. The best part of growing up in Texas was? The best part of growing up in Texas is being in Texas, Kirby, um, <laughs> because it has all things awesome in it. No, the, the best part... <laughs> 
Yeah, the okay. best part of being, uh, I think, just being a Texan, um, you kind of have a perspective that uh, you're a little more free than the rest of the states in the country, quite okay. honestly. Texas okay. has a history that uh, other others don't have and uh, other states don't have. Texas was its own country for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's pride. I guess that's pride is the word I'm looking for. There's a big, uh, big amount of pride being a, a uh, Texan. I like it. That's a good one. Okay. All right, Kirby, I have a theme as well. It's golf. The U.S. Open concluded yesterday. Okay. Um, and some player who I don't remember won, so congratulations mm-hmm. to him. Yep. Um, the best round of golf you ever played was blank. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I would say that it, I played in North Carolina one time. I shot, I want to say, a 38 on nine holes, which is mm-hmm. by far the best I've ever done. Um, I am a very inconsistent golfer. So like I I enjoy playing, but I don't play enough. So I'll I'll hit, you know, I'll play and like for two holes, I'm like, man, that looks solid. And then it just goes off the rails. I don't have the, the concentration and I I certainly don't have the reps, but uh, yeah, every once in a while I can, I can play a pretty good round. Awesome. All right. All right. The worst part of growing up in Texas was Oh, the heat. Uh, when when uh, I remember the summer of 1979, they had over, I think it was 94 days in a row of over 100 degree temperature. And that's when we actually really did fry an egg on the sidewalk just to see if it worked. And you know what? It does. It takes a little longer, but it, it does work. So oh, wow. sometimes the heat can be super oppressive in Texas. Um, so yeah, that would be the worst part. Fair. Okay. All right, Kirby. Blank was the nicest course you've ever played on. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Longaberger course here in Ohio. Uh, there are I've, I've actually had the opportunity to play at several really nice courses, and I've played in you know in Mexico and some other places. But the, it's now called Virtues, but it was called the Longaberger Golf Club. Yep. Uh, they played uh, LPGA turn uh, events there. It was and is amazing. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, I don't enjoy playing there because it's too damn hard. Too hard. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there were moments where I'm like, I'm losing my ball in the fairway. It doesn't feel right. Right. Um, it's just, it, it's beautiful though. Beautiful, beautiful course. Awesome. All okay. Right. All right. The most famous brand associated with Texas is? Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. I, I know you thought I was going to say Whataburger. I'm going to say Dr. <laughs> Pepper. Uh, Dr. Pepper was... I uh, thought you were going to say the Cowboys, but that's fine. No, the, the, <laughs> I, I'd say Dr. Pepper is probably okay. the most that's enduring good brand in Texas. Um, although these days it might be Whataburger. Yep. Um, but no, I'll say Dr. Pepper. Dr. I like Pepper. it. That's a good one. Okay. All right, Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> the closest you've ever come to a hole-in-one was blank. Uh, number eight at Hilltop Golf Course in Coshocton. I, it was probably about six inches away, um, and it was a blind shot. So, like, I didn't realize how close it was until you come around the corner and see, and you're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a that is a really cool feeling, and it's, it's one of those things where I've seen someone get a hole-in-one. I've watched it happen, and that mm-hmm. was amazing, the, the level of energy, and also knowing that they were buying me a beer later. Yeah. Um, but, Absolutely. Yeah, right? Like, um, but I've, I've never had it happen to me. Maybe this summer will be the time. All right. Last one for me. Okay. So I, let's say I'm getting ready to go visit Texas. The okay. best place for me to go visit in Texas, the, the quintessential tourist spot in Texas would be? The quintessential tourist spot in Texas. Wow. Um, or just a place you'd recommend me go. 
Yeah, this is tough. I, I guess I'd say San Antonio, even though mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a it, – it's a very touristy city. Uh, you have the Riverwalk, yep. which I know you're familiar with, the Riverwalk. Yep. Um, the Alamo is there, and there's so many right around. There's so many missions and things like that. So I guess I'd say San Antonio, although that just doesn't scream to – I'd say maybe Austin. I don't know. I guess I'd say San Antonio. That was my first response, so Kay. let's go I with like that. I like it. Cool. All right, Kirby. You're a competitive guy. I think we all know that. <laughs> um, the longest distance you've ever thrown a golf club in disgust after <laughs> a bad shot is blank. You know, I don't know that I've ever measured it, but I have definitely that is that is not something I'm proud of. But I will say, let's see. I've I have definitely out thro- like thrown the club further than the ball many a time. Yeah. I have. Uh, wrapped uh, a club around a tree. I've gotten a club stuck in a tree. You've wrapped a club around a tree and you've stuck a golf club in a tree. Wow, yeah. you've got some real anger management. I do. <laughs> I'm doing much better, but let me yeah. write Let me write that down because that <laughs> is going to be fill in the blank next week, anger management. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know that there's a specific distance, but I've gotten much better about that. That's probably one of the things that I'm most embarrassed about my younger okay. years is that I had a an explosive temper. Oh, I it, know. I know there's a I know there's a few <laughs> tennis rackets that couldn't be oh, fixed no. with that couldn't be fixed with the Babolat tape. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah. All right, Kirby. One. We are at rapid fire. We're going to talk about famous golfers today in a very okay. easy game. We play it every week here at it. Uh, Unscripted. So I'm going to give you two choices. Two choices only. You don't have to defend your choice. Just give me the first one that pops in your mind, and I can't underscore this enough, Kirby. There are no wrong answers. Uh huh. All right, are you ready, sir? I am ready. Ernie Els or Hale Irwin? Ernie Els. Tommy Armour or VJ Singh? VJ Singh. Nancy Lopez or Amy Alcott? Nancy Lopez. Seve Ballesteros or Lee Trevino? Uh, Lee Trevino. Billy Casper or Ray Floyd? Ray Floyd. Pat Bradley or Kathy Whitworth? <laughs> Feels like you're making names up. Uh, nope. Kathy. Uh, Bobby Jones or Walter Hagen? Bobby Jones. Julie Inkster or Annika Sorenstam? Annika Sorenstam. Tom Watson or Tom Kite? Tom Watson. Wrong. Nick Faldo <laughs> or Nick Price? <laughs> Nick Faldo. Wrong. Uh, Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas? I'm going with the Golden Bear. I'll go Jack Nicholas. Uh, Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson? I know that you're going to pick Tiger. Tiger on this Woods, one. yeah. Young Tom Morris or old Tom Morris? Uh, old Tom Morris. Last one, Kirby. You did pretty well so far. Ben Hogan or Byron Nelson? Ben Hogan. The answer was both of them. They're both Texans. They're both greatness. <laughs> and, again, I don't understand how you screw this up every week. The idea that they're both from Texas, is that that is really weird coincidence. So no, it's fun. not a weird coincidence because you know everything great comes from Texas, Kirby. <laughs> the only thing that is great that doesn't come from Texas are the good people at Common Skew, and they've rolled out those Common Skew shops. Yes. It's a new, easy way for Common Skew users to build quick online ordering solutions for their clients. There's nothing complicated about it. Inventory, no. No complicated inventory. Purchasing methods, not complicated at all. Ordering process, hell no, that's not complicated. Are you <laughs> kidding me? These shops are frictionless experience that eliminates all of that. So learn more. to learn more, go ahead and visit commonskew.com slash shops. Kirby, as always, it's been a pleasure to broadcast with you this week, and I wish you a happy, happy summer. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.